Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's me, KB, and I am joined by a co-host, Julie Eistentrager. Oh, hello. Hi, Julie. It's just the two of us today, host-wise. It is. It it's is. very unusual that they let us uh, go I rogue know. like this. <laughs> we might get in so much trouble, but it's slim on the slim on the host because we've got some guests. We have some epic guests on today's show to talk all about School of Rock. Returning for his second episode is none other than Cameron Rollo. Hi, hey, everyone. Cam, welcome back. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's nice to have you. It's only been a few weeks. It hasn't yeah. been that long. And I brought some friends. You did bring some friends. We have the awesome Amy LaPalma. Hi, Amy. Hello. Hello, welcome hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And Pocket Rocket, Zane Blumeris. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. Thank you for joining us in between all of your e-learning and your <laughs> online pleasure. classes. Pleasure. Um, now, you guys were in the Australian touring production of School of Rock. Was Is that right? Correct. Correct. And Cam, you also worked on the show. This is I did, yes. I was backstage. Show. So I, I, I was in the props department. Yeah. And Zane, you played Zach. Yes. Yeah, the awesome guitarist. <laughs> And um, Amy, Principal Mullins or Rosalie Mullins, was that your character? Yes, the awesome principal, I believe she's known as. <laughs> awesome principal. <laughs> she's the best. Um, now, guys, before we get to know School of Rock and your experience on the show, we thought that we would get to know you, Zane and Amy, since we've already done the quiz with Cam before. Um, right. But he might be able to help you out with some answers here and there. Um, I'd, are you I'd like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, your first question is which musical character would other people compare you to? Oh yeah, yeah. Um all right. So this is a tricky one. I mean, I don't I don't when people say oh, you know, I would love to play this role, you always kind of take that personally, like, oh, they think I'm like that. Yeah. Um, I guess it's, it can be less of a compliment if it's like Mrs. Lovett. Can't yeah. But, um, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's quite tricky, but, um, I don't know. I think I, uh, someone's smiley, probably something pretty G rated and, um, and wholesome. 
one of of those ones you know it's nice it's nice um cam would you like to give zane and amy the character you think that people might compare them to oh um putting you on the spot i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) um i look zane as soon as your voice changes i can see you as um Oh God! Who's the guy who sings Joanna in in Sweeney Todd? Oh, yeah, Toby. That one. Toby. Yeah. Oh, Am I right? Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Stop <laughs> it I also I could also see Zane as a Jack. Yeah. In Into the Woods. Yes, in Into the mm. Woods. That would be great. Very um, enterprising. Very I, like front-footed. I don't think he, he has. I don't think he has the hair length though. Like ever since quarantine. <laughs> You've we got some quarantine that. hair. We can yeah. make it yeah. like a reference to the beanstalk. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, totally. My hair would be the beanstalk. Yeah. <laughs> I think, oh, I don't know, a- Amy. I'm like, I I think the first time I ever saw you perform was um, Sound of Music. And so yeah. it's kind of hard to separate that. Uh, yeah, um, but kind of for me too, weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm definitely not a nun. Yeah. I definitely don't have seven adoptive kids. <laughs> what and about my partner then? isn't a dude that likes whistles. Like it's, uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know. How close a comparison do we make? Maybe like a Miss Honey vibe then. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But I'm I'm not that sad. (laughs) (laughs) She's so sad. She is very, very Like in a beautiful kind of, she's going to be crushed kind of way. Like it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. Like I think weirdly I'm probably more like, um, Cynthia who I played in Beautiful in Sydney yeah. she's a bit more front-footed and a bit sassy and funny so on a good day I think I was a bit like I'm a bit like her yeah um but it, you know it depends all, it depends it what depends. mood we're in what kind of day um, we're having and it's also weird comparing yourself to a real person like yeah. she exists <laughs> um yeah. so Ooh. I don't know what about Ooh. Audrey Oh, yeah. but she's also she, sad. She, yeah. Oh yeah, she is too. But she's very wholesome. She is very wholesome. She's yeah. troublesome. <laughs> There's going to be a point, like three quarters of the way through this, where I'm like, oh, this one, and that um, is fine. That was just me in. last episode. Oh great, great, thank you. Well, yeah. Which musical characters then would you like other people to compare you to? I guess might Ooh. be an easier question. Yeah. For me, yeah. and I've always kind of thought this since I saw the musical, Michael from Billy Elliot. Nice. Oh, He's yeah. just kind of like wants to be himself. He he just does what he wants to. That's kind of the point of view I like to have on life. So, yeah. yeah. Good answer. Yeah, nice. that's a really good answer. <laughs> um, uh, you know that thing where you can't. You don't. You can't remember any seeing any show ever in your life. That, <laughs> yeah. that I've at, to this point, I have never been to see anything. I've never watched anything <laughs> on television. I have been in a bunker for my thirty-four years, and that's it. So that that's how I feel right now. There's no. So nothing. if they make a Kimmy Schmidt music, yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> that's me. That's great. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, We're found. Unbreakable. I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Unbreakable the musical. You heard yes. it first, guys. We've yes. trademarked it. I would watch I that. 
Um, what is your guys' green dream green roll? Dream roll. I'll be able to talk in just a second. <laughs> you know what? Just help me then, because you went Kimmy Schmidt. I went Jane Krakowski. So then I went. She loves me. Yeah, yeah. Ilona. And that no, I I mean one of like it's like I'm kind of somewhere in between the two. Mm-hmm. And I, feel I think I think that that would be my dream role. Yeah, because I love. I just love both of them. What if we just did it where you played both roles? Oh, yeah. All maybe all the roles. Maybe yeah. all the it's roles. A, it's a show. one. <laughs> she loves myself. <laughs> it's a self-indulgent, but it's fine. Yeah. It's she fun. loves me, myself, and I. <laughs> it's, it's a perfect quarantine musical. <laughs> I'm ready. People will buy the tickets. I'm and sure. somehow like a, an ode to self-love, you know, and kind yeah. of like really just bringing it in. And you don't need anyone. It's just. Guys, we've got something here. <laughs> yeah. That's no. too like sure to be hits in like two Yeah, no, we, we need to act on this. We do, Zane. We do. <laughs> someone got a pen and paper so we can write these ideas down? Zane's got it. The other Zane, yeah. now producer Zane. He's writing Zane. this down, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Zane Blumeritz is going to be texting me all week going like, now I want to see your pages. I want to see the concept. I want to set design by next week. Yeah. your vision, Amy. Come on. This is no time to slouch. What else are you doing? <laughs> uh. Um, Zane Lamaris, do you have a dream role at the moment? I know I sound like a broken record, but I'm going to say Michael. Yeah. Again, I like, I said this before the interview, I'm not great with yeah. musicals. That's okay. Um, I reckon Miss Trunchbull on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> yes. On some days, that'd nice. be pretty fitting. But yeah, I reckon Michael from Billy Elliot. Very nice. Amazing. Now, guys. Oh, is, is this the point where I can pipe up with the Lord of the Rings casting? I mean, <laughs> if you want to. So, so uh, the last time I was on, uh, I got asked what was my dream cast for the Lord of the Rings musical, and I was like, just the cast of School of Rock. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> you did say that. <laughs> yeah. So, so a- Amy, you you would be Galadriel. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and Zane, you would be either Merry or Pippin. I'm not quite sure. Oh, you I'm could happy with alternate. that. If we can yeah, figure yeah, out yeah. how to split you, then we yeah. can we can have you as both. Play both characters. Cameron, I am very pleased that you have <laughs> invited me. And from now on, I will talk like this for the rest of the podcast. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, I'm glad that we're bringing all of these things to life, guys. It's making me very happy. Um, do you guys have a favourite Sondheim show? I have two. Is that allowed? Yeah, two is fine. Um, well, look, let's let's go into the woods is my mm-hmm. favorite, but then kind of actually dream role would probably be Bobby in the new revised yeah. Lady Company. Yeah, yeah. that's the same person. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said last time. I'll you for a cat. <laughs> we can we can do it. We can do a shared Bobby. We can do, like do it. We we kind of mirror each other, and everyone's yes. like, "Oh, gender is a gender is a spectrum, guys," and we just swap in <laughs> and out. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Zane, do you know any Sondheims? Um, so I, I was contemplating quickly looking up um, the options, but yeah. I, no, Seriously, I'm going to have to agree with Amy. I'm going to have to agree. Into the Woods. Yep. Into the Woods. It's a great one, guys. You can't go it? past yeah. fairy tales. It it's just... Just... I agree. Makes me so happy. I, I did a Zoom production of Into the Woods you did. Uh, with a few oh. people a few weeks ago and it was amazing. It <laughs> was so hilarious. Cool. I... I've only ever done it in the orchestra. I played 
I played violin for like a Geelong amateur production when I was maybe 16 or 17 and it was oh, even it was even fun doing that oh, so and great for the bassoonist show. community like the bassoon <laughs> part is rocking Yes. Violins just kind of go dun, 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 dun. and the bassoon has got all the fun like melodies. It's very, very rewarding for them. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to start learning the bassoon just so yep. I can play it into the woods. Yep. Who knows it's what might it. happen in quarantine, guys? Anything's possible. Um, all right. Now, um, there's just a couple more questions um, in the quiz before we jump into School of Rock. Do you guys have a go-to shower song at the moment? Mm. Well, when I'm in the shower, I like to put on a performance, you know, <laughs> for, for the sh- for the shampoo bottles. So nice. I want I I generally go for something upbeat, you yep. know, something everybody knows. Might hit a little bit of akadaka, something Ooh, like yeah. that. Mate, yeah, nice. I like it. I'm sure that the shampoo bottles appreciate the end. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Amy? Um, I'd like to say something cool but I think mostly I end up doing vocal warm-ups in the shower fair which is really boring but <laughs> it's just steamy it's yeah. nice and you're just lip trilling and it, it just feels good so yeah I think that's unfortunately it's just a lot of <laughs> so, yeah. it's so fine whatever need you need in that time yeah, yeah. whatever you need it's good. um okay guys this is the hardest question probably of all and that is if you had to delete a musical from existence, it never oh. existed ever, which musical would you delete? Now, I need to preface this with Cats has been deleted so many times <laughs> <laughs> that Dang. we can no longer delete Cats. No, <laughs> I was going to say it and then went, no, because I love that it exists. Yeah. yeah. It has to exist for everything else to exist. Yes. But um, And if it didn't and- exist, what would we make fun of? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, look, I think there's one that I did in a grade six production. There was a grade six and then in year eight, there was one called Ned Kelly, A Legend Forged in Steel. And I don't think that was a value add to, to musicals um, wow. across the world. <laughs> what a um, Yeah. And I also think the one that I did in year eight, which was called Pendragon, <laughs> Um, about, you know, it was the Arthurian tale. I just, I don't think that was good either. Wow. So those two, those two could go. And look, <laughs> there's probably a lot of the racist ones. Yeah. Isn't there? Like there's just yeah. a lot of them yeah, that questionable musicals. have that really bad sexual politics mm-hmm. and you just kind of go, oh, I mean, oh, what's the Rodgers and Hammerstein one that has that? Um, All of them. South yeah. Pacific. Um, no, 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 no. Carousel. Uh, oh. Oklahoma. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> I enjoy being a girl. Oh, oh flower drum oh. song. Yes. Yes. yes, that's the one. Yes. Well, um, our <laughs> Patreons know about that one. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, 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 that song. The, the pre-revised Guys and Dolls is also not on time <laughs> before the script got revised. Oh, gosh. Right, so um, many. There's some rough ones out there. That like probably... at least at least cats isn't really offending anyone, is it? That's no. true. Maybe just the cats, but we won't know because they can't and, tell us. So. And anyone with any kind of, you know, sense of plot. But, 
That's fine. We can put up with a couple of hours every now and then. Yeah. And it's so good for like dancers. Like I think the yeah. thing I love about cats is that anyone I know that's done it loves it. Yeah. Like they revere it and the process is really important to them. Yeah. So from that perspective, I I always think cats has to has to be cool because it's clearly a might be a cult. But <laughs> Um, you know, it's, it's a wholesome cult. Like, yeah. yeah. And, also, and without cats, we wouldn't have had the School of Rock show where Ellis pretended to be a cat while he was playing. Oh, Dewey. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we might have not had School of Rock at all That's if we it's didn't true. have cats. Yep. Yeah. There has we to definitely be a starting point, you know. We guys. wouldn't have had a lot of the keyboard sounds in School of Rock <laughs> if it weren't for cats and the synth that Andrew Lloyd Webber clearly procured <laughs> and never let go of. Zane, do you know any musicals that you would like to never hear or see again? Uh, okay, there was this one I did in grade six. It was oh, my it's first the grade six musicals, guys. Oh, yeah, I know. I yeah, I know. It's got a, it's got it's a, there's a curse attached to it. But um, it was hairspray. It, no, no, no. It was High School Musical, the musical. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> reason uh, the reason I like to never hear this again is because I used all of my lunch times for a be- for a few months to rehearse. I heard every song so many times. Yeah. And not to mention like credit to the musical. I just don't think it had that thing that makes a musical good. Do you know what, Zane? Um, it's a it's a musical very close to my heart. Um, but oh. you will be the only one that knows of the the cell phone medley um, that doesn't appear in the movie, but it's a trash yes. song. <laughs> musical i agree <laughs> how many times i had to hear that yeah i had so that cell phone medley stuck in my head for so long dude i haven't done the show in 12 years and i still have the song stuck yeah in my oh head. my gosh <laughs> it will never leave oh well it's, guys it's engraved it's engraved, it's engraved. To go, it's, never, it's never leaving um yeah. that brings us to the end of our getting to know you quiz so thank you for for doing that We're going to play a little bit of music and then we're going to have a chat about School of Rock. Excellent. Great. Well, guys, in its first year on Broadway, School of Rock received four Tony nominations, one for Best Book of a Musical, Best Musical, and two nominations for Best Original Score. Um, And what I love, I think, most about School of Rock is that both on Broadway and in the UK, it was playing in the same theatre that Cats was in for all of its run. So they've kind of like brought it home. There's this like family element to School of Rock that I think is really, really cool. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber is the second composer in all of history to have four shows playing on Broadway at the same time. He had Sunset Boulevard, Cats, and The Phantom of the Opera playing um, at the same time as School of Rock. And that the only other composers to do that are Rodgers and Hammerstein. So he's in some pretty great company. Now, Zane, I'm sure you would be able to tell us that you really, truly do play these instruments on stage. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can, I can vouch. You can vouch? Yes. <laughs> so did you, were you a guitarist first before you like, were singing and acting or how did this all come about? Well, my dad is an actor, so <laughs> acting's kind of always been a part of my life. When I was like 
five or six, I used to make these videos and all that. And, um, but I would say I came into School of Rock as a guitarist. Yeah. Yeah. Very and cool. then I learned, I learned about singing and dancing, but acting was always kind of there. Awesome. And how long have you played guitar for? Just over three years now. Wow. That's awesome. Good on you, dude. Because Zach's like guitar solo at the end is epic. It is yeah. epic. <laughs> it was amazing to see um, the kids play at the end. That's an awesome, awesome feat. Now, can you let us know what it was like to kind of audition for, for the role of Zach? What did you have to do? So the, if you were auditioning as a musician, it was very different to if you were, if you were auditioning as a, an actor or an actress. Mm-hmm. So we were, the musicians were kind of separated. We do our auditions in a different room and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall we were, it was the first time I was kind of with other musicians, with yeah. other kids who like to play guitar and who, yeah, and all that. So the audition process, it was long, but it was definitely worth it in the end. Awesome. And successful. You did an amazing yeah. job. Um, <laughs> now this show is a little bit different to the movie it has 14 new songs in it as well as the original stuff from the film um do you guys have a favorite song Mm. Mm. um i mean i liked that i got to do a rock ballad that was good (laughs) and um it i think it's a nice moment because it is a really complete kind of pop song in the show yeah and um yeah so if you're allowed to like your own song I like yeah. my own song <laughs> you are absolutely allowed to like your own song Amy you put so much work into it you um you yeah for so long um, um yeah so that that would be my favorite I think yeah. um but you know because and Mr Lloyd Webber Sir Lord um didn't write <laughs> he didn't write Teacher's Pet but that's a banger it is a banger. um yeah it does it does get everyone going and that's really exciting (laughs) yeah it's awesome boys do you have a favorite um I would have to say I'm too hoffy the opening like as a guitarist (laughs) it's the opening song of the show I used to just like play that on repeat I remember and every time every time the show would kick off I'd just be like yes backstage (laughs) this is my moment ready nice yeah um, for me, well, I I love Teacher's Pet. I uh-huh. I never never got tired of standing because I didn't have any cues during Teacher's Pet, so yeah. I never got tired of just rocking out side stage to that. Yeah. Um, but I think my favorite is You're in the Band. Yeah, yeah. Pure, purely Good because, choice. um, which actually, which you you Amy and Zane, you two may not have been aware of this, but uh, um, about half the crew did an aerobics workout during ah. you're in the band uh, backstage because we didn't have any cues, <laughs> so we would like rush to get back there when the song started, and uh, somebody uh, it was originally Jess Frost, uh, and then Christine when Jess uh, took uh, left. Um, would just run aerobics <laughs> backstage oh. and we'd be like jumping up and down and doing push-ups and stuff to um the whole thing and that's so cool it was great and <laughs> every time awesome. uh the uh whoever was playing Dewey would do the like no 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 thing with summer and that was that whole improvised section we would hold a plank or a square <gasps> And then we made the mistake so of telling... So when Brent was on, you were there for four minutes. Mm-hmm. So we told we told Brent and Joe and Ellis that we were doing this, which right. was a, a mistake because every now and again, they just let it keep going. 
knowing that we were back there. <laughs> Shaking. Um, so, so yeah, so uh, You're in the Band would, would be my, my favourite song. And the show. thing about You're in the Band um, is that it kind of had a, had a meta vibe, um, yeah. especially in rehearsals, watching the band come together and the, the relationship between Dewey and the kids kind of forming, you, you know, we, the adults kind of not on stage at that time, got to kind of watch that relationship grow organically in real time, which was very yeah. cool. So that song really had a kind of lovely energy and natural kind of essence to it, I think, and a sense Beautiful. of discovery, which was really good. Yeah, that's Thank awesome. Um, I will have to admit, I didn't see the Australian production. I saw it when I was living in London. Um, but when I left the show, Stick It to the Man was the thing, the song that, that <laughs> stayed in there for a very long time. And I'd just yes. be like on the tube being like, Stick yeah. it to the man. And people would be like, she's crazy. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I'm not wrong. Right, guys? We got <laughs> yeah. to stick it to the man. Yeah. Um, but I was just wondering, Julie. Yes. Since... Um, you generally are able to find a bad review about any show. Mm-hmm. Are you able to find a bad review of School of Rock? I did. <gasps> I was going to say, if you haven't found it, I can find it for you. I know. <laughs> uh, this was a fun call. This is- <laughs> but look, guys, this isn't um, this isn't aimed at anyone um, that's actually in the show. This is aimed at Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, great! Okay. Uh, which <laughs> yeah <laughs> like he yeah. can take the heat he's al dubs have been doing it for a long time yeah and has uh, had a lot of bad reviews let's be your real one <laughs> <laughs> so this one um I, I, the only one i ended up finding was from um the sydney morning herald mm-hmm. Ooh. and it took me a good 30 minutes of searching to find a bad review so <laughs> it is a very I like I didn't know it was an Andrew Lloyd Webber show until I sat down in the theater with the program and I was like what mm. Webber wrote School of Rock that was my reaction to it like no way no he didn't <laughs> did he? um yes my favorite song KB also oh sorry I'm so sorry you didn't ask me because I'm mad about it <laughs> I'm so sorry you do homework yeah you did um I'm starting to think was maybe some sort of fever dream because I can't find it in the track listing now. <laughs> okay. Maybe you decide that you melded oh, some songs together in there. going to have to tell me if there is a song that exists called Give Up Your Dreams. Yes. Oh. Okay. So what happened was the Broadway version of School of Rock a few days before it, it did opening, mm-hmm. it, was, it was too long. It got called too long. So they had rehearsed this one song. And so what they did was they shortened it by replacing Give Up Your Dreams with when you climb to the top of Mount Rock Reprise, yep. which had same premise, same story. It was just a different song. This just, guy oh. likely made Patty DeMarco real sad just oh. a few days before opening and her big song getting cut. I love it. So, I actually really so like that song. that's why yeah, all doesn't the, have a song. Yeah. yeah that's why all she just the kids that. had the same thing. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that's sorry. So sad. Sidetracked. Great sidetrack. Great but sidetrack. Anyway. <laughs> um, so this review... Uh, Sydney Morning Herald, when was it? Da, 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 da. A while ago now. Oh, it doesn't even have the year. Reviewed by John Shand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all have that guy, right? Uh, how good might School of Rock had been had Andrew Lloyd Webber not bought the stage rights to the film? 
it's, it's bad, guys. The 2003 movie had a cute enough premise, but converting it into a musical required someone who could hammer out more convincing songs than the flaky state that Lloyd Webber passes off as rock. There's, uh, then there's the even worse crime that he has spent a career committing, his trademark musical equivalent of treacle, which finally erupts from his show's paws. Um, oh, what does it say? Sorry, I've lost my place. <laughs> I'll tell you where it went. It rolled away in fright when Lloyd Webber sat at the piano. Oh, oh my God. Oh, it's it's harsh. That is really harsh. And oh, I think it is picture. unfairly harsh. I think that um, yeah. maybe maybe Mr. Shand went in going, I hate Lloyd Webber. Yeah. I yeah. hate Lloyd Webber. Yeah. Um, I, I do have to ask, though, did you find a bad review about the cast? No. <laughs> No, how could there be? You guys had an excellent cast. It was hard to find a bad review full stop. Mm. So I think finding one this time pinned on finding someone who hated Lloyd Webber. (laughs) What do you love about School of Rock? Were there any moments in the show that you will never forget? What are the the things that that make this part of your musical theatre experience? Okay, I don't know if this makes me a bad person, (laughs) but... um. If someone were to forget a line or if something happened, I enjoyed the recovery process. That's amazing. Oh, Schadenfreude, so, it's fine. So good. Yeah, so like whether Brent, Joe or Ellis or even James was on, it was it was mainly up to them to cover it up. And I was always interested because those four are masters at improv yeah. to see what they would come up with. So if a kid forgot their line or if a prop didn't come or something like that, it was always good to kind of... You would say, Cam, get your act together. (laughs) (laughs) Look, if that's something you enjoy, um, hop onto YouTube and look at um, Carol Burnett. Find Mm. Carol Burnett bloopers. Yeah. He'll be there for hours. You'll have a great time. Yeah, okay. (laughs) He's writing it down. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's... uh, I think that's a great experience to have, Zane. You're a you're very young performer, and as a performer, you get into some tricky situations that sometimes you've got to think on your feet a little bit. <laughs> um, so it's a good skill to learn early on from masters yeah. like you had. So I like it. Yeah. I like it. Cam, we've already heard about the aerobics backstage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really fun. Are, are there any other favourite moments? I think you mentioned one on the Lord of the Rings episode. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh, I don't know. I, 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 there was, so I, most of my stuff that I did was like fairly heavy on in act one and mm-hmm. fairly chill in act two. Um, so, but I, there, there was probably my favorite moment in the whole season was where I, I was like, I definitely earned my pay tonight, which was that the blackboard prop mm-hmm. broke during a classroom scene in act two and uh and uh, amy i had the duration of where did the rock go to fix it because it needed to go back on immediately after the song and i did it (laughs) just like rushing with glues and tape and torches and tools and trying to be as quiet as possible (laughs) um so i think that was that was my my favorite um my favorite school of rock. Yeah. <laughs> you did it, you legend. Well done, Cameron Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron Bond. <laughs> MacGyver and Bond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got I got very good at learning all the different ways you can use blue tack and glue and <laughs> zip ties to fix things. Oh, nice. 
Nice. Good work, Kim. Good job. <laughs> Amy? Um, I think, oh, look, there's a lot of things. The challenge in some scenes for me was one scene in particular where I had to yell mm-hmm. and um, particularly Brent has a face that he makes when I yelled at him, which was like scolding a 10-year-old child, <laughs> whereas the 10-year-olds in the show didn't make this face, but Brent did. And it would just be this like about to cry but also laughing at the same time kind of face. And I'd have to be, you know, sort of snapped to anger and look at him with this. And it was sometimes just really insane and I had to not laugh and the adults all being teachers and they've all got props or just sitting and, and moving their hands yeah. to, to do this kind of, you know, I'm, I've just realised I'm on a podcast, so I just had my hand yeah. across my mouth for the listeners. <laughs> um, so, you know, they're all moving their arms to cover their mouth so that they could laugh and I couldn't do that. But um, I think if there was a memorable thing that happened ever was um, when we were in China somewhere, um, there was a night where Dewey, um, when all the parents come to the parents' night meeting and we sort of, they all run in and um, see the kids playing their instruments and they're all furious and Dewey tries to control, who tells them to go sit on the far too small seats and he's (laughs) kind of getting, you know, control of the situation. Uh And Brent was taking a few dramatic breaths to kind of calm himself down, you know, get get poised to launch into a very beautiful kind of, you know, speech about how all the kids are fantastic. And as he was, you know, regrouping to start this speech, sometimes he would just um, sort of, you know, do that thing with your hands where you sort of rub them together together. to buy time, you know, to see sort of as thinking time and you kind of nodding and rubbing your hands together. And he did that a couple of times, but as he did it, he sort of separated his hands and then brought them back together, rubbed them a bit, separated, rubbed them a bit, took a deep breath. And we're, you know, he'd done this many times before, so it wasn't strange to us, but maybe on the third time he did it, the audience started clapping (laughs) and we lost it. We all completely lost it. I reckon, yeah, I was doing that show. I reckon a solid four of the adult cast were crying. Yeah, like full tears. Tears, like streaming. And there's, again, in the situation where they're all seated, so they've got kind of access to elbows and they can look down and I'm supposed to just be furious and standing there and I think I just turned up stage because it was just... (laughs) impossible and so it happened and we kind of got you know we didn't get through it it was a complete disaster and (laughs) nobody knew what had happened and we were like is there a problem with the subtitles like had some queuing gone wrong did they think to clap anyway yeah we got through it we all you know good belly laugh and we all you know need it when you're on tour it was fantastic anyway that was a Friday night we get to the Saturday night Mm -hmm. we get to the same part of the show and the clapping happens again and the audience claps again and we just, it was, it was worse. Like it was just worse <laughs> than the first time because it just shouldn't have happened. Um, and we began to realise that despite the fact that there had been no audience interaction throughout the entire show, that they're in some way in Brent's gesticulation read 
to oh. the Chinese audience that they he it seemed like he was indicating a clap to for them to clap. So oh. I think that that was what it was, and I guess it's just testament to the fact that he with despite the language barrier had them so in the palm of his hands that they were compelled to think that we got to the point of the show where he was inciting a clap um but anyway it was beautiful and just those things that you know you lose it and we were all incredibly unprofessional I do have to ask because I can't remember was Brent laughing he he kind of wasn't like he's because he sort of was but he looked at me I remember he looked at me and gave me the you need to get it together for me face (laughs) and I sort of did and then he gets to run off stage though. So Uh that was sort of doable and and then it gets to the bit where I get the parents are all yelling at me and then I have to do a rap and so it's just it's and the things that they would yell like you know they're all very professional they were all doing it right but they had to do a lot of ad-libs and the yeah. mics were down for the ad-libs. So they could be anything. And yeah. it was not fair to me because they were all <laughs> facing upstage and I'm on a desk and, yeah, it was not fair. Amazing. Mm. Guys, they're the best moments though. Those moments yeah. that you don't plan for when you lose yeah. it. Um, before we move on, I just do have one more question in that, Amy, you had to betray an, a character that had been betrayed by Joan Cusack before. And they're like, they're pretty big shoes to fill. Um, for an actor but everyone gets a chance to put their own spin on things did you ever feel any pressure to be like the movie and you too Zane be like the movie characters or were you able to kind of be who you thought that person needed to be um I didn't watch the film I haven't watched the film for a few years so Mm -hmm. I I think I was if anything encouraged because when I got to the audition the director just said to me look we just want full character you know a full three-dimensional woman do what you want um show us what you've got and they kind of had no they that you know these are the story points you need to hit this is the kind of emotional level we want um she needs to be sharp but she shouldn't she you know at one point in the show this is yeah pg but she says you know i'm they think i'm a bitch i'm a bitch yeah and so there's got to be an element to that but you don't want it to be so cold that she's not redeemable yeah um, absolutely by the end of the show so that's a line to play with and the kind of I think the thing that I loved about the fact that Joan Cusack had played her is that you therefore know that the audience is going to accept the slight kook factor yeah but they they don't need her to just be this kind of authority figure yeah clear cut um and that you can have little idiosyncrasies and be your own strange version of whoever you might you are and that's okay. So if anything, it was kind of confidence boosting to kind of go, well, she's not, there, there is scope for, um, for someone that has a few quirks and interesting things to her and, um, and that could be whatever it is on me. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Zane, did you ever feel any need to be, have you seen the movie? I think it came out probably before you, you, <laughs> you knew how to talk. So... <laughs> Oh, we might have lost him. Oh, no. We might have lost Zane. We'll come back to it, guys. We're going to play some music and then we're going to talk about some lessons we may have learned from School of Rock. I 
think um, a big lesson that I learned from the show is that there are some Andrew Lloyd Webber shows out there that I do enjoy. Um, <laughs> this is this is definitely top of my list, as some of our patrons would know from our Andrew Lloyd Webber episode or potential episode, depending on mm-hmm. where we're at. Um, but probably more on a more serious note, I think I learned more so from the show than I did the movie that uh, Patty DeMarco, Ned's girlfriend, is very much portrayed as kind of the villain and what I walked away from this show is is that she's definitely not the bad guy in this situation at all she's very much like the Benny and Rent Julie oh I know and which is why her song was my favorite (laughs) yeah where she just wants Dewey to to pick up the game like he's an adult he has responsibilities it's not fair for him to expect his best friend to to pick up the pieces of his life and I didn't get that in the movie and I don't know whether it's because of Sarah Silverman's portrayal of it or she just didn't get a lot of airtime. But that's what I came away from the musical with of why are we putting this on Patty? It's not Patty's fault, guys. She's not asking for much. Um, and she's an excellent character. With an, She had an excellent song, but <laughs> no longer. She works for the mayor of the city. Yeah. <laughs> she really does. She's a you big do. deal. <laughs> Got to give her some credit. You yeah, gotta absolutely. give us some credit. Um, yeah. But do you guys have any lessons that you learned from School of Rock as a musical or from doing the show? Ooh, goodness me. Um, look, uh, um, it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a weird one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird thing to think about, lessons from a school show about school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's different. It, for me, it was really different going from having mostly been like the person, like the Dewey equivalent of yeah. working kind of directly with the kids to sort of being someone that was like the authority figure. Yeah. Um, it's quite a different dynamic. And uh, I think in a lot of early rehearsals, I was getting told that I had to be meaner um, <laughs> because it just wasn't my natural thing to do that. Um but then I figured it out and it was fine. And then I got told I was too mean. Um, so you, know, <laughs> you just really so lean in. You really learned how to be I, mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's a funny thing too when you play, um, I think it, it is a weird feeling playing the adult in the room, even because even with scenes with Dewey or with the other teachers and yeah. and watching that and that kind of, take that kind of frustration quite personally, it's like, when you were in school and everyone, the teacher leaves you in charge and your classmates run a mark and you're like, no, God, you know, it's the same kind of frustration that kind of seeps in your body sometimes. Yeah. And I, I sort of thought, wow, this is, I mean, is this where I'm at now with characters in my age? Like it's a weird transition <laughs> um, to make into that world. Um, but interesting and rewarding and, uh, uh, but it's also funny where you learn that when you do play those roles, people assume you're much older because yeah. you're like, it's just not something you associate with any kind of youthfulness. And then you like, I'd walk out stage door and people would be like, it's you. Oh, right. <laughs> I, was like, what what? I don't know, but there's just something about speaking in your kind of, you know, authority voice and wearing glasses. I don't know. It's a bit of she's all that, isn't it? I know. Um, but it, it it's, it's, yeah, it's an interesting one just to kind of, I guess I learnt perceptions yeah. um, on the other side of the coin and what, what it means when you, we play those those different roles because it's probably the first time I've done that kind of a role in my career. Oh, I like that. Amazing. 
Um, Cam, same. Oh, um, I mean, I I guess I, well, for me, I I learned a lot about the importance of um the the, the family that you choose, mm-hmm. um, which is great because I sort of I because I came into the show basically halfway through its run because I wasn't there for um, uh, for the Melbourne season or the China tour. Um, and everybody was really warm and welcoming and I made lots of good friends and I taught about a dozen people how to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, uh, you did. <laughs> um, which was a good time. Um, and we're, we're still playing, actually. We played a game the other night that, um, that Dee, our, our, our backline um person ran their first game of Dungeons and Dragons via Zoom and it was oh, it was so good. Uh, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> and I As guess that way. Yeah, I um I think the thing that I took the most from it was how important it is to also be true to your passion. Mm-hmm. Um I I, I mean <laughs> I, I don't mind saying Amy that it probably took about a hundred shows for me to not cry during Where Did the Rock Go? <laughs> because uh, <laughs> um, it just I yeah you know, when I joined the show I was not in a great place creatively and it just that that helped actually yeah. so um, yeah I think that that was those things are what I really took away from it it was, it was wonderful because you are a classical singer Cam yeah um, so even though you're working backstage on School of Rock you have a performing background and you do perform quite regularly regularly yeah so, so I've, I've done a lot of um, music theater and and uh classical stuff and a little bit opera so yeah, yeah. nice 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 um yeah it's huge and it also always depends on where where you're at coming into a show too is definitely where you're gonna learn some lessons um I think the big thing of the show is about dreaming big and being true to yourself and and going after the things that you are passionate about um Zane, are you very passionate about guitaring? Is that something that you were yeah. going to follow? Is this something that you've learnt on School of Rock or did you know it beforehand? Well, I don't know. I've learnt a million things musically from School of Rock. It's nice. it's my first musical and it's based around me playing guitar. Mm-hmm. And I've learnt things from people that I've worked with, you know, the other Zacks and the pit guitarists and stuff like that. Yeah. But And this isn't, like, directly from the musical, but... I've learned a lot of life things. Yeah. Like socially, friends, stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. And were you on the whole tour? Yes. Yeah. Um, did you have anyone from your family touring with you as your chaperone? My mum was with me your the whole time. Nice. When we started off in Melbourne, because I live in Melbourne, my whole family was there. They came to see every second show almost. Amazing. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I know. And... So when we went to China, which was the next place, it was weird, but I had my mum there, so I was okay. Nice. Any lessons that you learned on the road? I don't know. Yeah, more about life and, like, dealing things in a proper manner, like in in an efficient manner. I think that's the main thing I learned. Very nice. Julie, have you learned anything from School of Rock? I haven't had the honour of seeing the musical, so... It is awesome. What I, I... connected the most with is was exactly what you said before with um patty being very very different in the musical than she Mm. is reflected in the movie and you know i always fight for the villain (laughs) (laughs) i do think that uh, patty is definitely shrouded in this like crazy girlfriend Mm. 
persona that it just isn't true no just sensible adult you know she's the the only rational person in the show uh, (laughs) actually my 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 aunt is a uh a lawyer who works mostly with like protecting children um in family law that like that kind of thing and she um she brought my cousins who are of your age Zane um to come and see the show and I asked her about it after she was just like I just had to turn my brain off because I I had to stop counting how many laws Dewey was breaking uh, (laughs) in order to enjoy the show with no qualifications no safety checks how how does anyone think this is a good idea um yeah it's um it's very fair. I it, I get it. <laughs> Working with children, that was like the first. And I wasn't, I guess when I, I was a teenager when the movie came out. So to see it as an adult who works with children, that was also my go-to of just like, this is not right. <laughs> just, this is not right. <laughs> yes, justice for Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag justice for Patty, guys. <laughs> Listeners, you start tagging all your photos with it. Um, all right, well, let's play some music and let's put a Dreamcast together and see what happens. Um, now let's just get it over and done with guys we cast Zac Efron in every show that we talk about um, and for this particular show I would probably cast Zach as the lead singer of Dewey's original band which for you guys was played uh, by Matt Crowley mm-hmm. um, a good friend of mine which is also why I feel so terrible for not seeing the Australian production of School of Rock <laughs> sorry Matt um, but I saw a lot of his photos on Instagram so I feel like I saw his role completely um, but I think Zach would be a good fit in that kind of ensemble multiple character <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be a great time, guys. It's gonna be a great time. Mm. Um, but I think this is a really nice show, particularly for the kids that um that they're new and kids we ne- not necessarily have seen before. Some have done Matilda and Billy Elliot and that kind of thing, but for the most part, a relatively new cast is really nice. Um, and I thought that maybe if there was to be a celebrity cast, maybe we could do the cast of Stranger Things does School of Rock and see what happens. Oh, yes. <laughs> that would be oh. wonderful. Yeah, Eleven would be a good movie. Right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Just sitting there. Be... Yep. Sorry, that was some yeah. air drums that I did again. I forgot I was on a podcast. It's all right. Say, okay. Uh, we enjoyed oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Zane, who was your first? Um, but do you guys... For Dustin? Yeah. Yeah, Um, I reckon... I reckon Katie. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, Katie. yeah. Like, same persona. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Nice work. I reckon we can do it. It can be done. But do you guys have oh, any yeah. people you would like to see playing these roles? I know it's weird if you've been in the show to give that to someone else. Um, but yeah. Um, I mean, I just want to give it back to Joan Cusack. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that. That's it. Yeah, she can have it fair. back now. Yeah. Um, I saw a T-shirt walking down the street in Sydney, which was just cast Joan Cusack in everything or something yeah. to that effect. And I was like, I, I agree. I would. <laughs> done. She like it's, it. she, yeah, yeah. Just make, complete the circle. Look, Amy, you've done something that KB loves to do every I love episode. It. So 
I put if there's an if there's an original cast, I want to see the original movie cast do the musical. Oh, yeah. yes. just do every yeah. time. Yep, great. Well, I'm with you there. <laughs> I would love to see Frank Woodley Ooh. play either Dewey or um, Ned. Yeah, or Ned. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. The show will run for 25 minutes longer <laughs> due to the improvs. Yeah. It, Actually, it already, that plank, that plank it already ran for an extra 15 minutes every time Brent was true, on. True, <laughs> true. So we just can't have Brent and Frank because then we just, otherwise, yeah, we'll never get out. Oh, no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Any other suggestions for cast, guys? Oh, wow. I mean, uh, like, who, oh, who's that, that Nat's what I reckon guy? Oh, he, Yes. <laughs> I'm doing the cooking show <laughs> on Instagram. I don't know if you guys oh, have yeah. seen him. Yeah. But um, he's he doesn't like jar sauce and he's got a lot of tattoos. And, and he swears I think a lot. He swears a lot. And I think <laughs> he being Dewey would be quite fun. Yeah. <sighs> awesome. He's in. We've cast him. Good. It's his. The role is his. With Joan Cusack. We can't go wrong, team. No. It's non-negotiable. It's, it's non-negotiable. Yeah. <laughs> it's our choice. It is. That's what the beauty of a Dreamcast is. It could be. Yeah. They don't even need to be able to sing. They can just do it. Um, all right. Let's move on to top fives. I would have to put this on my personal top five kids ensembles. Like mm. every time Ooh. I was just, I sat for the whole show just like this. My jaw was open and then listeners, that's what it was. My jaw was on the ground. Um, <laughs> you guys are amazing. And I cannot speak more highly of the cast and the, the adult cast supporting that as well. is just a beautiful thing. Um, you have to say that and I appreciate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't do it without you. Zane's already well, said he's learned so much. That's true. It would get a bit Lord of the Flies-ish, wouldn't it? If it was just the kids. <laughs> mm. Um, would we put this on top five movie to musical adaption? Oh, you know what? That's tough. It is. There's, There's a, a lot. big list. I yeah. you know what? I actually, I actually think yes, because there's a faithfulness to the film that, I mean, look, I actually haven't seen the show. I've only been in it, but yeah. the way it was always a pretty good gauge from the laughs that we got and the audience, you know, that you get to speak to that the way that the show builds towards the concert of the battle of the bands at the end, there was yeah. a sort of a genuine sense of anticipation and excitement. Yeah. And um, that I think, you know, while the film obviously has that as a great third act device, yeah. it's being in a live theater enhances it because you then feel like you are the audience for that live show so I think as solid as the film is the live show actually adds an element that the film doesn't have without it being contrived it sort of becomes its natural place yeah um and so I think as a yeah as a film to stage adaptation it does really work successfully in that way and then actually watching the kids unedited before your Mm. eyes being so fantastic and Um, and I use this term, which is really a weird one, but quite free range. The yeah. kids in the show are not, I think there are other musicals where the, the children's cast are much more um, strictly directed yep. and to fantastic effect. But with School of Rock, I think the classroom dynamic and the way that it was achieved was very organic 
and the fact that music is the kind of center point that the kids the enthusiasm that they have for their instruments is absolutely genuine and only grows with time and their skills only grow with time so this really fantastic you know progression happens in the show that you know the film obviously would have and it can edit around create that dynamic and that intimacy and that feeling that that's happening for you but you get to see it on stage and it's not fake and I think that it really does translate well so yeah top five (laughs) kids kids shows for sure yeah, yep. 100%. I agree. I would say an easy top five ALW. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 Look, it's, it's not as well I mean, he's known. He's done a lot. He's done a lot. I'd say definitely top five. I mean, yeah, I reckon. Yeah. It's my personal number one, so I'm going to mm. say yes. It's just <laughs> it's up there. I'm going to go ahead and put it above uh, Love Never Dies. That's easy. <laughs> Cats. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, my, my favourite ARWs would be like Superstar, Joseph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I would put this above Phantom. Joseph to watch. Oh, see, so I mean, again, I haven't seen it, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I love Joseph. So I kind of, I, I, you're probably right. Um, but funnily enough, Joseph was a show I saw when I was five. So yeah. that was the first musical I ever saw. So yeah. it probably, it, you know. It's hard to that, beat yeah. the spectacle it's of Joseph. Like that's- yeah. I mean, we can go um, more specific. We can say top five non-biblical ALW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. Throw it to the top. <laughs> Do we have any other top five lists that School of Rock might appear on? Mm. Anti-hero leading man? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of just in terms of that kind of tour de force performance, but for somebody that you know, seemingly has no agency, but spends the entire show on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a really incredible feat um, for the actor, but also, you know, in casting and and for the show to support that without too much contrivance. You just believe that guy from the get-go if he's the right guy and you you shouldn't, but you cheer for him. Yeah. You're repulsed by him. You, you watch the kids school him. Like, it's gorgeous. Um, and um, look, this is something that has come up in interviews before. So sorry if you've heard it, but we haven't talked about no, it. But no, okay. um, I, I learned very early through doing an interview with Andrew Lloyd Webber's wife, Madeline, who's the executive producer of the show. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, Andrew loves it and um, makes no uh, makes no secret of the fact that he based the structure of the show on the sound of music. Oh. So the whole kind of, you know, outsider comes in sees the kids uses music but then the kids end up educating them and then it ends in a concert um it's it's kind of quite a similar thing even that speech that Dewey does um where he lists the kids is kind of the same speech is done in the sound of music where she lists through the kids yeah <laughs> and Rayleigh goes to the kids and um yeah so there are kind of a lot of parallels there I mean I am slightly worried that he didn't base it on the school of rock movie well <laughs> I know but is that, I think I think musically structural wise yeah, yeah. he actually mm. that's he he did sort of use it as a um yeah like I have confidence in um, Mount Rock you know the I want songs yeah. uh, uh <laughs> weirdly all about egging yourself on and getting yourself up there and ready to ready to roll so it's uh yeah it's strange but um <laughs> but it's, I like it, it is what it is yeah I think it's quite amazing. sweet so why yeah. wouldn't you want to base exactly your right with the exactly right 
So yeah, but I mean, Maria is not the antihero though. No. <laughs> but 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 in terms of like, yeah, I think that I think yeah, I don't know because what other shows would have that central thing? I mean, Beetlejuice, another Alex Brightman thing. Yeah. Um. Ooh, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now, but. It's it's not a trope we tend to see. We tend to put our like leading men in this like you know shiny light. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think it's it's kind of nice for a musical to do that. Yeah, and like it's endearing. You want him to succeed in the end, even though you know that he. It's different. It's the opposite to Rent, where you're just like pay your rent and everything will be okay. And then this one, you're like, yes, do it. You're learning things. You've become yes. the man that you need to be through. Yeah. yeah. You still go to jail, but you still go to jail, but you know now, you know. Maybe pop off to uni if you want to keep doing this. Yeah, <laughs> or at least just become a teaching assistant. Like Something. there are other ways, Dewey. There are other ways. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been such a pleasure having you, meeting you virtually, and having you on. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for much. having us. Yeah, Thanks any, for having me back. <laughs> anytime, Cam. Anytime, yeah. Amy. Anytime, Zane. You just let us know. You can come and talk about whatever musical you like. As well, as well, well, if, you, if, you, if you do fellowship, we could do more Lord of the Rings musical <laughs> things. So, <laughs> Fellowship is still on the list of ones we haven't talked about, Cam. Yes. I think you might be the only <laughs> one to do it so <laughs> yeah oh, i mean no. i might have to sub out for miranda again but yeah you might, you might um guys i know we're in isolation at the moment and who knows you might see amy's one woman she loves me coming up <laughs> oh, i'm excited for that um and we yeah. might not have a whole lot of things to plug at the moment um but definitely keep an eye out because i'm sure once this is all over you guys will be back at it and doing amazing stuff um if you would like to find us you can do that on lots of different channels instagram and twitter at musicals teach me facebook at musicals taught me everything i know we have our website that's not canon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything i know and if you want to join the ranks of some of the greatest people in the world if you want to hear our very special episode that Mm -hmm. might just cover off a flower drum song and our top five andrew lloyd webbers you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything i know surprise and starting from just one american dollar a month you will unlock a bunch of exclusive content um but that's it from us this week guys we did it (laughs) we did it um that's it thanks julie Thanks, KV. Thanks, Thanks, team. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Amy, I'm happy to be pit guitarist on your show. (laughs) I'll I'll run the props. (laughs) Yeah. Guys, stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) See you later, team. What happens when you put three of Brisbane's most talented musicians together to create a playlist? You get the new podcast, Shuffology. Join your three favorite Shuffologists on a journey through time, space, Shuffology, and playlist creation. Every Sunday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere where a podcast is available. Playlists are available on Spotify after the show. That's not kind of productions podcast. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.